Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Thank you, Lord. For everything you've done.
God, we greet each of you once again in the mighty, praiseworthy name of Jesus Christ, our soon-coming King. We thank God for another opportunity to worship him in spirit and in truth. For those of you that have been worshiping with us, you know that we are working on our most recent topic entitled, what, saints? Different kinds, different types of Pharaohs. And we thank God for the understanding and the revelation that you will run into individuals in this life different leaders with different temperaments, with different motivations, with different, you know, ways of doing things. Pharaohs were kings in ancient Egypt. They had great authority. They had great power. And many of them, uh, just as there were many different ones, there were many different ways that they did things. We looked at capital A pharaohs that see in the physical. you got some leaders and all they can see is what's going on in the physical, Genesis 12 and 15, Exodus 8 and 15. Look at Pharaohs that see spiritually, Exodus chapter 7, verse 11, Genesis 4, uh, 41 and 17. Look at Pharaohs that operate in anger. Look at Genesis chapter 40, verse 2, and Exodus chapter 10 and verse 28, and capital D. We looked at Pharaohs that operate in uh, foolishness. We looked earlier today at Exodus chapter 1, verse 22, and it brings us on over to Exodus chapter 5, verse 2. Pharaohs that are acting uh, foolishly. In Exodus chapter 5, verse 2, this same Pharaoh 
that we read about in Exodus chapter 1, Pharaoh said, Who is the Lord that I should obey him and let Israel go? I do not know the Lord, and I will not let Israel go. That's what he said. Let us pray. Now, we're talking about Pharaohs that are acting, what? Foolishly. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we thank you again this evening, Father, for being who you are. We thank you, Father, because you are Lord of this house. You are Lord of this ministry. You are Lord over this city, this state. You are Lord over the earth. You are Lord over all creation, Father. We pause reverently to give you the honor that you so richly deserve. Thank you, Father, for so many things, so much, so much that we see and so much that we can't see, Father. We appreciate you. We appreciate you, Father, because you have not dealt with us as our sins deserve. You have been merciful. You have been kind. You have been uh, long-suffering. You have uh, been forgiving. Father, we give you uh, the glory. You have bore us with patience, Father, as you are working on us and and fixing us and, and making us into what we're going to be. We give you the glory, the honor, and the praise. We ask, Father, that as we search these holy scriptures, you give us rhema words of wisdom, Father, that will uh, take us higher and deeper in your good, pleasing, and perfect will. Father, we trust that you're going to do these things for us as we touch and agree in the mighty and the precious name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Amen and amen. Pharaohs that... Uh, operate, see, do things foolishly. Now, what we have here, children of God, next to this chapter 5, we have um, Moses who has gone before this particular Pharaoh. And you look at the original request. Now, you go back to Exodus chapter 5, verse 1. Now, this is after Moses just escaped with his own life. See, because God was about to kill Moses. When you go back to Exodus chapter 4 and verse uh, 24, God was about to kill Moses at a lodging place on his way to see Pharaoh for not doing what uh, God had told him to do. Well, you know, I wonder if, if that testimony of Moses may have helped Pharaoh. You see, you understand that, 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 you know, the Bible talks about how individuals were saved by the blood of the Lamb and what word of their testimony. Your testimony should help somebody else escape death. Moses had just escaped death. God was getting ready to kill Moses. So, so you know, nothing quite convinces Moses about letting Pharaoh know that God not playing, like God not playing in his life. Are we understanding anything? Moses was a man that liked to die not listening to God. He didn't have that boy circumcised on the eighth day. God was like, you know, I take that as a high, high offense. And I'm about to kill you, Moses. But Zephora's wife took a flint knife. So here is Moses who knows full well that he has escaped death. See, some of you all wonder why certain people preach like they do and teach like they do and go like they go and do like they do. When you got individuals that know that they have that that they, that their head was on the chopping block, that they could have gone away from him. See, see, a lot of times that that that's a motivation to help individuals go head on and do what God said. 
When you got individuals that know that they almost died because of not doing what God say, these are individuals that got a little extra motivation now when it come down to doing what God has said. Moses had not circumcised his son like God told him to. God said, okay, then Moses, what I'm going to do is kill you. Moses escaped. Zephorah came in and did the job for him. You say, Apostle, what you got now? If Moses hadn't went to Pharaoh, God might have killed Moses and raised somebody else up to do it. God was about to kill Moses. It just so happened that Zephorah stepped in and did the job for him. That's the only thing that, that spared Moses. So now Moses, here he is standing there looking. Almost died. Wife had to save his life. So now... Now he realizes that I almost died because I didn't do what God said in circumcising his son on the eighth day like I was supposed to. Maybe I best to get on to Pharaoh like God said so that I don't have to be killed in this. Afterwards, Moses and Aaron went to Pharaoh and said, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says, let my people go. So, they, they, so that they may hold a festival to me in the desert. Now, look at that. The original instruction was just let the people go, hold a festival. We don't even know if, if uh, uh, you know, they were going to stay or, or, or what. But because Pharaoh rejected and resisted that, it turned into the people leaving on a permanent basis. See, the original instruction was let them go hold a festival. And, you know, maybe they come on back or they, they do whatever. They had to go out in the wilderness to hold a festival. Pharaoh wanted to say no to that. So God said, all right, we'll fix this. I'll have them leave your country permanently along with the plunder of Egypt. You say, Apostle, what's driving that? When you won't give God the little that he's asking for, don't be surprised that he takes the lot that he wasn't asking for. Okay, you don't want to give God what he's asking for. You don't want to support church or the ministry with the little that God is asking you for. So then don't be surprised if God takes the whole thing. You didn't want Pharaoh. You didn't want to give him up for, for a little festival in the, in the wilderness. God said, that's all right. I'll take, I'll take them all out, along with the plunder of Egypt. When you don't give to God the little bit that he's asking for, it's just a matter of time before he takes the lot that he wasn't asked. Okay, we're about done tonight. Pharaoh said, who is the Lord that I should obey him and let Israel go? I do not know the Lord, and I will not let Israel go. Then they said, the God of the Hebrews has met with us. Now let us take a three-day journey into the desert to offer sacrifices to the Lord our God, or he may strike you with plagues. Or with sword. Three days. Just three days, uh, Pharaoh. We want a three-day vacation. We've been serving you people for 430 years. Can we get three-day vacation? Can we one of the things? Can we get an extended weekend? But the king of Egypt said. Moses and Aaron, why are you taking the people away from their labor? Get back to your work. Then Pharaoh said, look, the people of the land are now numerous, and you are stopping them from working. The same day Pharaoh gave this order to the slave drivers, 
and foreman in charge of the people. You are no longer to supply the people with straw for making bricks. Let them go and gather their own straw, but require them to make the same number of bricks as before. Don't reduce, don't reduce the quota. So Pharaoh is going to make things more difficult on God's people. Now, God said, Robert, you, you gotta, you gotta let, you gotta let my my people know this here. Anytime you jump out there to try to make things more difficult on God's people, what you're really doing is making things more difficult on yourself in the long run. Just, just keep that in mind. You, you, you are setting out to make things more difficult for God's people. What you are really doing is setting yourself up for God to make things or, or allow things to be made more difficult for you. They are lazy. Now, let me get this straight. Now, li- listen to this now, because, you know, it, it, it's amazing how, <laughs> let me get this straight. They're the slaves. They're the ones that are building up your houses. They're the ones that are keeping your mansions clean. They're the ones that are, that are working in your fields. They're the ones that are making bricks for your pyramids in the hot sun while you lay up under a veranda with some of them fanning you, and you got the audacity to say, they're lazy. Can you imagine a slave owner, black folk, I'm talking to black folk right now, sitting on his porch, big daddy, drinking lemonade, look out in the field at the black slaves, and one didn't pick quite enough cotton to his liking, and he had the audacity to come out of his mouth from off his porch with some of the slaves fanning him and bringing him lemonade and to have the audacity to say, he lazy. Now, we're talking about, we're talking about spiritual blindness because that's, that's normally what leads to foolishness. That's one of the major components of foolishness is spiritual blindness. Let me get this straight. These people been working as slaves for you all for 430 years. One of the things that you got the audacity to holler that they lazy. They working from sun up to sundown. We don't even know what the hours were like. And you say they lazy. You let the average. If they lazy, then what are you? You must be pathetic. Can you imagine a slave owner calling his, he ain't doing nothing. But over watching over, and got somebody watching over them. He's just sitting back, or she just sitting back, and have the audacity to call the slave lazy. We're just about done. I've never seen that before. I've been. They are lazy. That is why they are crying out. No, that's not why they're crying out, Pharaoh. They're crying out because they, you have got them a part of an unjust, inhumane system. Everybody that's crying out, normally folk ain't crying out when they all right. Now, you mess around, you know, you see a pack of dogs come to, your, come to your door, and you haul off and throw a brick out there, and you hear a, <coughs> normally that's the dog that's been hit. Normally, that's the dog that got hit. dog that ain't been hit, he ain't hollering. But the one that just got busted upside the head, head split open, blood running everywhere, he's hollering. So understand that, that when people are crying out, that whether they're crying out justly or unjustly, people are crying out for something. That that went on in Baltimore not too long ago with the police, people were crying out for something. 
something's been going on. I don't want to go all into exactly what, but people are not crying out for nothing. It's not even our nature to cry out for nothing. When we break out and start crying out, something has taken now now what you want to understand and this is this is why you know sensitivity to the spirit of god is so important because what sensitivity to the spirit of god will do is it will let you the real know the real reason why people are crying out it'll let you know the real reason why your wife's not happy it'll let you know the real reason why your why your your your, your children are upset with you it'll let you know the real reason why your, your neighbors are jealous of you. The Spirit of God will, 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 will give you the same. Because, see, if it's, if it's not the Spirit of God, you'll think people are crying out for one thing when they're really crying out for something else. Oh, we bless God tonight. All right, one of the things he's using as an example, a little baby. Baby crying out. Normally, baby ain't crying out if he's all right. See, and this is why, you know, with, with, with children, it's important to, to, again, a little bit of babies to be sensitive to the spirit because you might think he's hungry when the reality is he's wet. Or you might think that he, he's wet when the reality is there's a spring that's poking in him in the, in the bed. You, you know, you got to know, you know, God has to reveal why things are crying out. You hear a dog outside in the night. Ah, 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 ah. There's, something's going on. They're crying out. Every cry is for something. Now, the problem with Pharaoh, and again, we're talking about Pharaohs that are operating in what? Foolishness. You think your people are crying out for one thing, and they're really crying out for another. You think they're crying out because they're lazy. No, no, Pharaoh, that's, that's, not, that's not really it. Let us go. That's, that's why they're crying out, let us go and sacrifice to God. See, understand that... <laughs> Sacrifice to, to when you truly sacrifice into God, that is some of the most strenuous work that you will ever really do. When you are truly sacrificing to God, Jesus did watch this now. Those disciples and those apostles, these were not lazy men, these were men that worked and knew the meaning of hard work. Some of them would work hard all night. These were men. They didn't, they didn't leave their job because they just wanted to, 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 to sit around and look. They, they left their job at the, at the express command of the creator of the universe to bring that hard work ethic that they had on their fisher jobs. Jesus said, from now on, I'll make you fishers of men. That that you were doing for the world, bring that, bring that same type of thing over here into the kingdom. One of the reasons why Jesus Christ revealed himself to, to Saul was because Saul was zealous. He was zealous when he was persecuting the church. He was zealous when they were standing there stoning Stephen and he was holding the jacket. He was zealous as a Pharisee, zealous as a legalistic. He was zealous. Well, what God did was God gave him a different motivation. Understand that Christianity, amongst other things, is a different motivation. Whereas in the world, some of you all out there, you're working your fingers to the bone for money. You working, I mean, you taking classes, man, you studying, man, you doing all kinds of things. And because really what you're trying to get is some money. Well, what God do in the kingdom is he give you different motivation. Still working hard, 
But you just now be working hard that souls may be won into the kingdom. You're working hard now that souls may be edified and uplifted. That's different motivation. And this is why God does not want us to love money, because if money is the, if money is your motivation, if money is your the Bible says whoever loves money never has enough. If money is your motivation to eat, that, 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 then you'll, you'll never be satisfied. You'll always find an excuse why not to contribute to the church. You'll always find an excuse why not to give to the work of God. Because what you really love is money. So you never feel like you have enough. But when God is your motivation, God will take the little bit that you have and stretch it out. What did he happen with them few little fish and them few little loaves of bread? Stretch it out. And the, the masses couldn't even understand how that so many people were, were ate and were satisfied and 12, with a, more left over than what they started out with. One of the things you're saying, that's just God. That's just God. So your motivation, what is your motivator? Now, that's a question you're going to answer. Whether you answer it now, y'all, Apostle, I ain't got to answer who you. I, I'm just somebody. I'm just a voice crying in the wilderness. But I guarantee you, you're going to answer that question. And you're going to get the answer right. And let's hope that, that the answer, the right answer, is the right answer. Let's hope that the, you got to hear that with spiritual ears. Let's hope that the, the right answer or the true answer is the right answer. What's motivating you? Are you doing what you're doing for a love of God and for a love of, of his people, or are you doing what you're doing for money? Because if you're doing what you're doing, what you're doing for money, then, then you know, you're not going to find a lot of time for the love of God and the love of God's people. You know what I'm saying? So that's known too. And that's, that's going to be something that's going to have to be given account of on the Day of Judgment. Make the work harder, Pharaoh said, for the men. So they keep working and pay no attention to lies. Well, it won't lies. See, men and women, ungodly men and women, have always worked to try to squelch the truth. That's that they have. You know, it's not no surprise thing. The ungodly men and women trying to trying to suppress and keep down the truth. The truth of the matter here was that God wanted His people in a different place doing a different thing. See. And the truth of the matter was that Pharaoh tried to come against that. So when you say, Apostle, what's the importance there? That when all the fat is boiled away, that's what you're going to find out. The will of God, and then you're going to find the will of men. My prayer and my encouragement for you is let your will be found in the will of God. Let, let, let what you want, let it be in line and let it be in keeping with what God wants. Because if you've got a contrary will, contrary focus, contrary plan, contrary purpose, like Pharaoh did, it's not going to end well for you. You're going to find yourself at the end of the day foolish. The Bible says the fool says in his heart, there is no God. And what Pharaoh opened up with? Who is the Lord that I should obey him? Well, you're getting ready to find out. You're getting ready to find out. If you are doing the sound of my voice and you're asking that question, who is the Lord that I, I should obey? I guarantee you this. You're going to find out. My prayer for you, my hope for you, is that you find out before it's too late. See, people in hell know who the Lord is. 
People in hell know right now. A rich man, one of the first things he wanted to do, he wanted to put, a, put together an evangelistic program. Huh? Rich man ended up in hell? What did he, what he say? Let Lazarus go and what? Warn my five brothers. He want, From hell, he wanted to put, now he wasn't putting no evangelistic, not no evangelistic crew to, tour together in life. But in hell, now he, wants, now he wants some evangelism to go on. Now he wants some soul saving to go on. My prayer for you is that it won't be too late. You won't mess around and you get serious about evangelism when you hit hell. You get serious about the things of God when you hit hell. Too late. Get serious now. Work for God now. Do all you can for the kingdom of God now. But hell be too late, baby. He wants evangelism. All right, well, let's put together a program. Let's get a program for my five brothers and have Lazarus as the, the guest speaker. Why you didn't have Lazarus as the guest speaker when you was alive? Invite him in your mansion. Now all of a sudden you want Lazarus as the guest speaker for, an, for a program. You ain't care nothing about a program when you was alive. Now all of a sudden you care about programs. Now all of a sudden you care about the word of God, the truth of God being preached. Now, what, is, what kind of foolishness is this? Now is the time out there. About like, uh, and we're going to close out on this here, about like, you know, Pharaoh's charioteers and officers and different ones after they chased the Israelites into the Red Sea. Wheels falling off the chariots. They can't hardly drive. Then somebody come up and say, uh, we need to get away from the Israelites. God is working for them and working against us. Duh. Ten plagues later, ten plagues, fire by pillar of fire by night, pillar of cloud by day, uh, Red Sea, all, you, you watched that opened up. Gnats was jumping around in your house just a few days ago. You didn't know what to do. Frogs, Nile River turned to blood, darkness. All your firstborn children is dead, and now here you are and jumped out here, run right into the middle of the Red Sea like a bunch of monkeys, and you get a revelation. Look at it. Let's close out with that. Let's close out. Now you get, see, it's too late now. All right, some of y'all out there in the sound of my voice now. All right. I'm not telling you anything out there under the sound of my voice that you won't eventually know. Whether you believe it now, whether you want to hear it now, whether it's what you're going to, what I'm telling you, you're going to eventually know. My prayer is just, just that it won't, don't be too late. Bible says in Exodus, and we close now, 14 and 25, God made the wheels of their chariots come off so that they had difficulty driving. And the Egyptians said, let's get away from the Israelites. The Lord is fighting for them against Egypt. Duh. Could we have not have, what, could we have not gotten that revelation a long time ago? Could we have not gotten, could somebody have, could we have, could that have dropped in our spirit earlier than this? But it's the same thing the prophet was trying to tell you a long time ago. You wouldn't hear that. Some of you all on the same sound of my voice, the same thing I'm trying to tell you now, you don't want to listen to. There will be the same revelation you'll come to down the, down the road a little bit. That's the same thing Moses was saying. Abraham was trying to tell him a long time ago. Just wouldn't hear it. Just wouldn't hear it. Just wouldn't hear it. 
Now you done jumped out here and got yourself in a in a in a in a no win situation. And now you get the revelation. The same revelation the man of God was trying to share with you earlier. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, help us today, Father. Forgive us today, Father, of our foolishness. We ask, Father, that eyes, blind eyes be opened today in the name of Jesus. That deaf ears be unstopped. We ask, Father, that the lame and the crippled get up in the name of Jesus and walk. We ask, Father, that the slowful and the lazy, that uh, may they be motivated to be diligent, Father, and to, to never be lacking in spiritual zeal. We give you glory, honor, and praise. Father, we thank you for your revelation. We thank you for opening eyes uh, in the name of Jesus and, and letting us to know that Jesus Christ is Lord and besides him there is none other. We pray, Father, that someone under the sound of my voice tonight will, will, will be convicted and converted by your word and by your spirit and cry out, what must I do in order to be saved? Let them to know, Father, that if they will confess with their mouth and believe in their heart the Lord Jesus and that God has raised him from the dead, they shall be saved. Let them know that if they repent of their sins and ask for forgiveness and ask to be filled with your Holy Spirit, that you will make them into a new creature. For the Bible tells us that if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away, and behold, all things become new. May there be newness in the lives of, of those under the sound of my voice tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks. You can reach us through email at thechristianceronchurch at gmail.com. Check out our website at www.rchurch.com backslash member backslash t backslash tccc. Feel free to join us on Talk Shoes, Speedcast, YouTube, and iTunes at 9 and 6 p.m. daily. On Talk Shoe, call 724-444-7444 and to ID 17959. On type in Robert Bryant on YouTube and the Christian Star Church channel. You can see excerpts of Apostle Robert Bryan on YouTube. Donations should be sent by using the donation button on the church website or our talk show homepage. God bless you and heaven smell you. In Jesus' name, amen. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.